When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Real money because real life requires it. Real money as opposed to the fake kind. They're going to catch you if you're counterfeiting money. I'm just telling you right up front, the Secret Service is good. So only deal with real money. That's the theme of our show, no counterfeiting. Hi, I'm Don. Over there is Tom. Our number is 855 935-TALK, 855-935-8255 to talk about what? Not counterfeiting money. That's the topic for today. Do wow. not counterfeit money. Two hours on that? Money. Okay. That's an extensive yeah. look at uh, at that topic, but I'm, you know, I'm down funny. for that. But okay, sure. It's funny. I Our money, I can see why people counterfeit our money. It still looks pretty easy. I was When I was in New Zealand... Their money, I, I don't know fancier. how you... Yeah, it is oh, fancier. Oh, and it's see-through in places. Right, yeah. I mean, you can look right through the bill. Okay, but it's... who has money anymore anyway? I mean, I'm just looking at my wallet. I, I do. Have, I... I have a whopping $31 in my wallet. I don't have any money. I, I mean, I have a little. No, yeah. right. People don't use money. They use... Uh, actually, I, I use cards or I'm using the phone a lot. Yeah, you've got your, your Apple. I've got my I, Apple Pay yeah, and right. I use it all the I use it as often as I can. I You know, here's a place where I wish they had more Apple Pay. Gas pumps. That would make life a whole lot easier. I put what, that is it a lot of trouble in. to put your card in and all that? Oh, come well, on. Well, I have to, you know, sometimes I take, when Ooh. I'm driving, sometimes I take my wallet out of my pocket. You need pocket. to go to Oregon more often where they do it for you, I guess, huh? Okay. Do they do it in Oregon for yeah. you? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like it's New Jersey. I was state out, law, yeah. I was in New Jersey, and you can't. I started I to get out of the car, and the guy goes, oh. "No, get back in your car, sir." I went, <laughs> "Wait a minute, sit down." Are you, did I violate a law? Yes, sir. Yes, you, you nearly did. pumped your own gas. Yes, darn it! That's right up there with <laughs> shoplifting and other criminal I, and offenses. I looked at him. I went, "No wonder it's so damned expensive in New Jersey." Yeah, I mean, there's a cost <laughs> to having all it. that, right? Well, it's it's pretty expensive here. I think I just paid three and a quarter the other day. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so, whatever. Oh, yeah. Sure. Here in Florida, you ready? What the? I just was down the street getting lunch. Gonna, I'm going to feel bad. So go ahead. I looked up at the uh, yeah. the racetrack station across mm-hmm. the street. Looked up two seventy five. I'm paying fifty cents and, a gallon for the pleasure of. Well, we have a very high gasoline tax here. I know that yeah, among the I, highest in the I country, guess. if not certainly the reflected. Certainly reflected wow. in the uh, in the free flowing. It's certainly reflected in the free flowing traffic in the area. Oh yeah, it's just every day those roads you just. <laughs> Go right on I down mean, there. It's like uh, it's like in Florida. Okay, yeah, in the Orlando area, we do have traffic jams on weekdays, yeah, folks. Monday through yeah, Friday. And we only have them between about four a.m. and midnight here. There's a there's a period overnight but, where there generally are no traffic jams. Generally. I was just listening to the traffic reports. Like roads are a nightmare, yeah, no, and it's, it's Saturday. I Go know. figure. Coming down here was a bit of an adventure. Yes, so I'm so, waiting for uh, the day that you hook up the zip line from the office to here that's what i want no 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 i've got a better idea 
Oh, you're going to put me I, in one I, of those automatic I, taxi cabs with no driver? I I put in a no. call to Elon Musk. He's bringing the boring thing up. <laughs> He'll just ride under Lake Washington right there. Right. You got to just go oh. really deep. You go. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a downhill uphill trip. But please. Well, you know, you read about Musk is is wants to dig a tunnel along the 405. I thought in he LA. already. I thought he already was or well, something. He's building a short one. It's a couple okay. of miles long and it's done. He's know, already. He, it's not done. like the big dig or the thing we have here that takes years and. No, it's Everything like six breaks. weeks. Yeah, there's just a whole six weeks. Thing. He went. Yeah, yeah I'll send my borer down. He punches a button. You know, the machine starts up. He goes downstairs, checks it out a few months later. Yeah. I have a tunnel. Yeah, we're halfway to Japan. So yeah, I uh, we could use a few more of those here. Sure. We need we need more Elon. I, Musks. however, will go out on a limb and say I will not get in one of those those autonomous flying taxi cabs that they're talking about. No, I will not do it. That See, will that's... whisk you along at 250 miles an hour. I would be crying and screaming for the entire what would be two minute trip to my office, but still. That's the difference between me and you. I'd be Not all over that. that. Matter of fact, when I was in New Zealand, I said to my wife, honey, this is like the bungee jumping capital of the world. They have a building in Auckland you can jump off <laughs> yeah, of. Okay. And all these gorges. I said, I want to bungee jump. I've never bungee jumped. Mm. She goes, no, you're not bungee jumping. And then I remembered. Now, that that's the I, difference between I, your spouse and mine. Mine would have me ride up there and go, hook the thing to my ankle. Go. Yeah, but, but then I remembered when we got the key man insurance on me for the company uh-oh it said in oh there it that does I would have not, that doesn't it, it yeah it, it has the no yeah. bungee jumping or skydiving clause and it also has the no taking on insurance agents clause and you're going to read carefully because sorry you are in sorry. total and then complete violation of i that am in default policy. <laughs> i am in default and i will be we want to actually here's the deal we want to talk about how money affects you and how you can have more of it in your future how to make investing make sense 855-935-TALK is our number that's 855-935-8255 tom and don are talking real money Keeping the podcast breaks as painless as possible is my goal. That's why I want to very quickly tell you about the only magazine I've ever heard of that is 100% real investing all the time. There's no business news, no speculative advice, and certainly no lifestyle stuff. It's called Real Investing Journal. I publish it every quarter, and you can get two full years for only 25 bucks at realinvestingjournal.com. That's realinvestingjournal.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And here's that phone number for you again to call us on the show to ask questions about your dough. 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I'm Don. That's Tom. We're talking about life and money and how you can make more of it and give less to the people who really don't deserve it. And those are generally the people giving you ridiculous, stupid advice. And we're going to talk a little bit more about ridiculous, stupid investing concepts and advice uh, with a follow-up. I know last week there was a you know a lot of people were really interested in the Seattle pension debacle. debacle. Yeah, you have debacle. to say when you're a billion dollars short on a two and a half billion dollar pension that only made four percent a year for a long period of time. That's pretty much a debacle. Yeah. Yeah, that's a day block yeah. A. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll give you an update on that and look at some more yeah. numbers there that you may find interesting. May. I think you will. I, I may. Think you will. <laughs> There's even, oh my gosh. All right. 855-935-TALK's our phone number. But first, it's time to talk to Patrick. Patrick, welcome to Talking Real Money. Thank you. 
What's up? Um, I worked for Kmart for 25 years, and I have a retirement plan with them. And, of course, you know, Sears bought out Kmart. And I, I received a statement um, where they want to do a one-time buyout of my retirement plan. And they, they're offering me $94,000 uh, as a buyout. Uh, but my, my monthly benefit, which I would be uh, available to withdraw in two years, is $535 a month. So I'm trying to decide. Um, so somewhere around six six thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Now is that a single six thousand a year? Is is that single life or is that a joint life? Is that just on you? It's just on me. Okay. Yeah. So, just on you. Okay. Hmm. I mean, this is always a trade off because. <laughs> and how old, are, how old are you? Yeah, we do. How old are you, Patrick? I'm I'm 63 now, okay. and I'm uh, eligible to start taking the retirement at 65. I mean, one part of this that I would certainly consider, and I'm not going to say anything bad about Kmart or Sears, but you've seen where they've gone the last few years. The news has not been positive. So that's something to consider when you want to just annuitize the money and get a regular check from their retirement plan. I'm, I'm, again, I'm not trying to throw dispersions here, but you can type in Sears on the internet and read an awful lot about uh, the hedge fund guy who's had a little trouble operating a company. That's one thing to consider. Eddie Lampert? Yeah, that would be the name. Then the other mm-hmm. part of all of this, really it comes down to this for most people. Are you willing to take the $94,000, invest it. You got you to gotta expose it, some of it to stocks and bonds to get some growth. Or, and there's going to be some volatility, right? Things will go up and they will go down. Or conversely, just say, you know what? I'd rather not deal with that. I'd rather just get the $535 check and know, by the way, that in 10 years, that $535 check is worth a lot less. And in 25 years, because you're still a relatively young person, that $500 will actually be worth about half of what it is today, the, the buying value because of inflation. So right. that's the trade-off here. There isn't a right or wrong answer, that which I wish there was. Don's got his hand up. Maybe he finally think, has it. He found it. I think, and, and yet again, this is an opinion. I have never sat down and read through the uh, disclosure documents on their on their pension plan to see how liquid it is and what the what assets how they own in is. that yeah right yeah how well funded it is and you know i know in some cases in fact i know at one point in the past and, and bear in mind this is from an old sears roebuck and company employee for many years uh and actually it was kmart that bought sears and then changed the name to sears Holdings. yes correct backward oh. uh but as as uh, one who remembers the the pension plan from the days of old I don't know how it is today, but I do remember back then it was heavily invested in Sears stock, which would not so be a positive thing today. If the company obviously. goes out of, if the company, which it will, let me just predict something. I rarely predict anything. One way or another, Sears is going bankrupt. Eddie Lampert is draining the assets off, and there's just no way it can survive as a retailer. It just can't do it. There's no, there's no turnaround in the cards. They may it's have, they may done. take some of the, some of the products they produce and sell those other places. Oh, well, like they're doing with Amazon and with you know, Diehard, yeah, whatever, and, yeah. and Craftsman yeah, and Kenmore, and mm-hmm. you know, these are great, great brands yep. from the past. I, I used to work in the stove department. We were very proud of our Kenmore stoves. Yeah, they caught you smoking back there in the stove department. <laughs> 
at me, I think, or something. So anyway, I get. Does that so, help? I mean, does that I help? I would Patrick? take the. I got to tell you, if I would I take was, the money, but me, that's me. I would absolutely yep. take the money, yep. particularly in this case. In other cases, it's a toss-up. But bear in mind, Patrick, if you take that ninety-four thousand dollars and you invest it, taking a little bit of risk, and I don't mean a lot. I mean like a, a thirty seventy portfolio, even fifty you know? f- half in stocks, half in yeah. bonds. I my belief is based on past performance that you would have no difficulty whatsoever pulling four hundred a month off of that today, and still keeping your principal for the rest of your life. I see. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, I had a I have a a four hundred one k with a, another previous employer. Yes. Can I roll that that ninety four thousand dollars directly into that four hundred one k? You should be able yeah, to. It's qualified money. Yeah, it's both qualified. I think it is. Isn't that qualified money? Pretty sure. So you could take the, take the old plan and put it. In, let's see. So you would get a because uh, you can put it in an IRA. You're not working there anymore, so you so you're not part of the plan. It is qualified, so you'd just be taking money from a uh, a pension plan, putting it into a 401k. Don't see that a lot, but um, now I also have an IRA um, with my credit union. I mean, I could roll it into that too. But the thing with my oh. IRA, it doesn't really pay much in the way of interest really let's talk about that for a moment this is kind of important patrick (laughs) why do you have an ira at your credit union well when i originally left kmart i i took my savings and i just put it into an ira um for a nest egg for the future Mm -hmm. but how much is in it that uh there's like like fifty six thousand in it Wow, you okay. got a lot of moving parts. I mean, yeah, I, the yeah. one thing I would like to see you do is clean this up a bit, a bit especially as you head into your mid sixties. So you have one retirement account that pays you yeah. the income you're going to need. What's it? How much is in your four hundred one k? That four hundred one k is, I think, it's fifty six thousand. Okay, so we got a hundred thousand, and then you'd have ninety four thousand. So you'd have over two hundred thousand dollars in your retirement accounts if you took that cash out. I I love Tom's advice. I think that unless your four hundred one, it's no longer a four hundred one k in which you're participating, so you, you don't get any matching. Um, if it's like most four hundred one ks, the investment options are probably mediocre at best. Uh, I believe that. If you you get a little knowledge around this whole process of really investing, what we call real investing, you could build a portfolio that would be more diversified than what you have, that would have far better prospects for the future than what you have, and would probably have a level of volatility and should have a level of volatility with which you're very comfortable because you're going to create it based on your volatility. So I think you need to start you don't have to do it tomorrow. There's no hurry. You need you've done you've taken the best first step and that's listening to the show. You need to get educated. You need to get a better understanding of how investing works. You need to then create a portfolio based on your risk tolerance, move them all into one thing so that you don't have all these disparate pieces. In other words, a hodgepodge portfolio. I think you're on the right track, but you need to make some changes. Good luck, Patrick. Thanks for calling. Tom and Don are talking real money. If you need help allocating your retirement plan at work, you can get free help at 401411.com. That's 401411.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 
Here's ah. our number once again, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Just so glad you're here today because I was worried you might Me? not be. Yeah, I was woke up today. I was like, well, will Don be there? Will he be at the wedding? So I was glad when I reached you on the yeah. phone and you're here. <laughs> it's great. I, I wasn't invited. I was invited. invited to a wedding today, not that wedding, but a wedding yeah. today. Funny, you know, funny. Date. So funny. My 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 wife likes watching that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know she does. That's it's great. a very apparently a lot of pursuit. other people do because they run it but a lot on television. If you look though, and, and I, this is not sexist, there is a difference between men and women. It if you looked at the, I mean, I was down there reading the paper when she turned it on, and the crowd is the the crowd outside. A lot of women. It's a lot of women. And it was funny last night. My wife, my daughter came back from a trip to the beach after she graduated college, and uh, uh, Debbie said, "Do you want to come over and watch the royal wedding with me tomorrow?" And Tori went, "No." <laughs> oh, that must have been disappointing. And then, well, Debbie goes, "Why not?" She goes, "I don't like watching weddings of people I don't know." Wow, which made so much sense. It I'm does, going, but it I don't apparently know not them. True. Yeah, I mean, why but, do I want to watch mm, them? I guess okay. I mean, I, if I got invited, I would have gone probably because the party would be cool. But that's really the only reason. Oh, yeah, and then say hi to George Clooney. Because he looked very dapper, I got to oh, say. My, he always does. <laughs> Amazing. Before we get to the pension thing, go, yeah, because we get, well, we have another yeah, no, caller. No, I know. So we'll I'm go going to him, there. and then we'll eight, get the pension. 855 935 talks our number, 855-935-8255. I didn't promise them the pension story at any particular time. I just <laughs> said stick tale, around. It's a great though. You don't want to yeah. miss this. It just gets better. Which means you can't go run those errands you wanted uh, to run. You know the, love, the thing I love about You're stuck in love, the car. I love about the pension story is... All of your comments at the we got to give the Seattle Times. It's their watchdog piece. They did all the work. We simply talk and about we it. We just talk about and, it. And all the <laughs> all of you that have written in, the majority of people have said, "What? Why don't you just use index funds?" That's what we're we'll talking about. To. That. Yeah. Don't. I'm sorry. I'm you, you know, spoiler. You over tease. <laughs> I get that a lot. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> I'm calling. Hey, Dee Does he over tease? <laughs> yes, he does. Eight five. Her voice is not that deep. Yeah, it's not, I know. Yes, he does. I, as, right. as a rule, I try not to go out. Anyway, that's a whole other story. Go out with women with really deep yeah, voices. Too much. Like the like the uh, the character in Monsters. Inc. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Not going to do it. Wisnowski or whatever the hell his name yeah. was. All right. Eight five five nine three five talks the number. Brian, you're up next. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Gentlemen, thank you for having me. Uh, I called in a while ago and uh, talked with you about rolling some money away from D.A. Davidson and joked about buying your indexed annuities. Um, I'm just going back to... <laughs> Did you get those indexed annuities we, we sold you? That's yeah. only on Sundays, yeah. by the way, great. never on Saturdays, never on Saturdays. <laughs> great deal, yeah. No, no, um, we moved... Uh, I have two questions for you today. We moved over our... My wife and I moved over our IRA and our Roth IRA. So there are four total moves that we made over to Vanguard. And looking at the uh, regulations, I'm thinking I'm, I don't think I made a mistake, but what I see here on the IRS site is only one rollover per year. And all I did was make a single rollover per IRA for each of us and Roth. I think I'm within their rule. Is that correct? You're fine. You're fine. You're yeah. fine. It's okay. one rollover per year per account. Per account. And okay. by the way, did you roll them or did you transfer them? Yeah, that's a whole different thing. Well, that's a good question. I think because uh, a well, no, I, I here, I, you know the answer. Did you take a check 
no, from the previous no, this was that all you did done not by do Vanguard a rollover on my behalf. The whole you point of not, that, the whole point of that transfer, rule, they don't want people defrauding the government, not paying the taxes yeah. they need. That's it has. So there's other than that, there's nothing involved. Okay. No. Then, then I think I've. Then you're right. I, I, I fit within that correctly. But my second question, my last one here is, uh, you did. We talked about fees last time. The bolt-on fees of the, the fund fees, and then my investor, or my, my advisor fees. After the transfer of my wife's IRA account, um, the and the sale of those funds. I was hoping to stay above the $1,000 threshold for this small little account, but it dropped below $1,000. What I would have done was chosen a targeted Vanguard fund, which is their minimum for $1,000. But now that I'm below $1,000, I think what I'm going to do is take and just roll this over into a Roth. I realize I have other tax situations for myself to, to, to I think that's here, a good. But, I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Why not pay the hit? It's a small amount. Put it in the Roth. Let it grow. I think that's yep, good, Brian. It's a tiny amount. Yep. Good choice. Thanks for the call. 855-935-TALK is our number. Tom and Don are talking real money. All right, let's get this break out of the way really quickly. If you're looking for an investment advisor, you need a fee-only, 100% fiduciary, low-cost, science-based advisor. And that describes Vestory. If you'd like to learn more about us, it's really easy. Go to Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com, or give us a call at 800-386-3004. 800-386-3004. There, that wasn't so bad. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Only because money is probably the most important thing you deal with on a daily basis, whether it's earning it, saving it, spending it, and we hope investing it, you're dealing with it a lot, and we're here to help you deal with it, particularly the part about investing, which is the area where you have the most trouble. You're probably pretty good at spending it. I'm guessing you're pretty good at spending it. Buy, that's probably. not always true because we have a lot of people who come in our office who have been savers and they have a hard time spending. So that's not. But they're always in true. the minority, yes, I think, that's, in that's America. True. Yeah, that's I, true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Fair it's enough. It's easy to easy to spend, hard to save, really hard to invest because most of the information you get, as you'll see when we talk about pensions, Goodness. stinks to high heaven. Eight five five nine three five talk is the phone number, and I can say that most of the investing advice in America is awful it smells bad not literally figuratively pile it all up nine three five talks the number josh it's your turn welcome to talking real money hey how you guys doing good how are we how are you sir how can we help you how are we how are we we're okay fine (laughs) (laughs) uh i'm good Um, i'm kind of playing around with maybe leaving my job and taking a year off um, if I'm not going to have any income coming in and thus not having anything going into my retirement, I'm kind of wondering what I should do with my 401k. How big is it? Um, it's at about 90,000. It's about six inches tall. About that big. Yeah, it's <laughs> a lot of paper there. <laughs> That's a long that time. I, I, yeah. uh, how old are you, Josh? I'm 29. Gee, very young guy. Good for you. He's good a saving. smart young guy. Yeah, that's good. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm doing about tw- I'm doing about twenty percent, and about sixty percent is high risk, and forty percent is target date. So I don't know if I should play with that or or what. Yeah, I that's should a different. Do. You're, you're you're asking two different questions. First of all, do I think okay. it would be a good idea when you have no income? to take a substantial amount of the pre-tax savings you have and moving that into a Roth would be a very good idea because on most of it, 
you will not pay income tax depending on other situation in your life. That makes a great deal of sense. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to need to do some modeling around that because uh, to make sure that you do not pay tax. So you'd have to look at the tax tables and figure out how much you could take from one to the other without you know, jumping into the next bracket and paying tax. That is a brilliant idea. Then to the second part, uh, at at 29, uh, here's... Most of you uh, before age 30 should own almost no bonds, maybe zero. I, it just And I just looked this up today because we're going to talk about interest rates if we get time. The Vanguard total bond okay. fund is yielding 2.5%, which is a lot more than it did four or five years ago. But basically, he uh, said he has high risk and target date. And I guarantee yeah. a target date it at his probably, age is almost 100% equities. It's probably yeah, 80 80-20 is my guess. Yeah. And But then when you say high risk, does that mean all the rest of it is in stocks? Um, it's, um, I go through my works, uh, I go through T. Rowe Price and I call them up and they said high risk. I told them I wanted high risk. They said they put it in a high risk. It's yielding. Um, I think I've got like 6% last month on it somehow. Um, okay. Now that now I'm getting nervous cause I don't know anything that made 6% in the month yeah, of I don't know. Uh, April, but that aside, but I mean, if, I, if, are you going to go back to this firm when you, uh, Take your yeah, come I, back from your yeah, year. I, okay, I absolutely plan on okay. it. Okay, then yeah, I'd leave the and money I, I, there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I would just leave it in and move it from yep. move it from the. Now, can you do that in the plan? That's a different measure. I don't know if you can at, at he, while your money is still in the four hundred one k go from pre tax to I bet Roth. He can, well, he should check because he may be able to. A plan can allow him to go from a pre tax to a Roth within the plan, but it's up really up to the plan. You need and to check I, with your human rights department then. Yeah, I'm looking at at T. Rowe Price's funds, and and I'm looking back a month, and I cannot find a single T. Rowe Price fund that did 6% in the last month. Anyway, yeah, that makes sense. But do I think you should be 100% in a stock portfolio? Yes, especially if you could take the ups and downs, because at 29, owning bonds, eh, it's not not the best advice, generally. What are you going to do for a year, Josh? Um, you know, I was looking at hiking the Continental Divide for wow. some months, wow. five months, and uh, maybe wait a minute, wait a minute. Have Europe you done an bit. easier? Have you done an easier long distance trail? Than Don the wanted to do the Divide? Appalachian Trail first. I said you might want to just go around the state park first wow. to see how it is. I mean, I, I'm a Coloradan. I don't know that that would be where I'd start. <laughs> no, I've, I've done some hikes, but uh, okay, yeah, nothing right. of that size. But oh, um, good for you. But yeah, good for I mean, you. I, I, I think it'd be great. And you're, I think you're, be awesome. you're still single then, I take it. Oh, yes, sir. Okay, I was going to say because. Oh, this is the never, time. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Get out oh, and do it. That's uh, great. Yeah. Boy, I'm so yeah, glad. If I wasn't, if I wasn't single going into it, I'm sure I'd be single after, anyway. after it. So. <laughs> and you're smart guy, too. I like that. Yeah. No, I'd go ahead and move, okay. move, ask the plan, see if you can move money from the pre tax to the Roth. Go as high risk as you possibly can. Leave the money there and take off on your hike. That'd be my advice. Your your high risk portfolio for your high risk hike. <laughs> exactly. At about as high an elevation as you can get. Take oxygen. Eight five five nine three five talks the number. Tom and Don are talking real money. In addition to the Talking Real Money podcast, I also do another podcast that's very popular over at Apple Podcasts. It's called Money 30. Every day I try to educate and inform you about money in a brief two to four minute podcast. So check them out at Apple Podcasts or all the other podcast services or at money30.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. 
Tom and Don are talking real money. Real money, real life, and uh, occasionally real stupidity. Uh, well, last week we talked a little bit about a story in the Seattle Times, yeah. a very in-depth piece of by their economic watch, journalism. Yeah, by their watchdog group. It was really a great... I mean, if you want to know about this industry or know about the people managing your money that you think are taking care of, well, they're taking care of it, maybe just not taking care of it well. That's a great piece. I mean, No, they're truly, taking care of themselves. Yeah, boy, they've done that. I mean, and so I, we talked about this last week, the, the Seattle pension is a billion dollars underwater. I mean, eventually that money has to this come from somewhere. This is for city employees Correct. in Seattle. Yeah, these are, these are folks that have worked for the city of Seattle expecting to get their check, rightfully so. That's what they signed up for. And the fund has returned 4.1% a year. It's among the worst performing pensions in the country for a variety of reasons. I don't Over wanna, what period again? I what think was it was, that? I think was that was a 10 years? years. 10 years. All right. As a variety on. of reasons for all of that. But it... So... Great article, and the thing that I loved on is that then people wrote in a lot of people. I was glad to see so many people sort of involved in all this, and a lot of them said, "Why don't you just use index mutual funds?" Well, and for good reason, because index funds uh, certainly I, I can't find one that over ten years did anywhere near four percent. They all did, they they they're, they're mindless funds that beat the tar out of that. You're typing in mindless funds to see what mindless comes up? Mindless funds, yeah. No, I, <laughs> My I, picture's actually, not you know there. What I, was doing? <laughs> I was putting in the DFA Global, which is a fund that they could get their hands on, uh, which is a fund we, we like. I mean, they could get a, a global-type product from DFA. I just want to see how that did over 10 years. Over 10 years, the uh, the DFA Global Equity Portfolio, institutional, did uh, 7% per year. Yeah. So, Which I is mean, a substantial increase at a fraction of what they spend oh, to manage well, their we, funds. We talked about other pensions. Uh, Harvard that spent two, over $200 million on consultants over a four-year period. It's ridiculous. But then the response, so all these people wrote, and then the Seattle Times took a lot of those responses and went back to the folks at the Seattle Pension and said, here's what people have said. For example, a lot of people said, why not just own index mutual funds? And here's where, this is where I really struggle. Rather than just saying, you're right, we should fix it, they said, well. No, they, they, well, they argued. They argued. They said, well, we do have a third of the money in index funds, but the other parts, I guess that's two-thirds, <laughs> are in actively managed funds because where we can find market inefficiencies in places like Brazil, Russia, India, China... And market inefficiency is someplace you can go trade to make more than just being right. in the index. We That's do that. That's the argument active. That's the argument is. every yep. active manager uses is this. Yes, some markets are efficient. Large caps, they're efficient. But smaller markets, they're less efficiently priced. So an active manager has an advantage over the inactive index fund. And so I wanted to check that argument out. That emerging markets, he mentioned that specifically, yep. emerging markets create the potential to beat the market. Now, the Seattle pension has two and a half billion dollars in it, yep. which it is should have dwarfed, three and a half, by the way, <laughs> which is dwarfed, though, by the likes of Fidelity or American funds or T. Rowe Price. These companies manage hundreds of billions of dollars. 
And they do, all, the, all of them have actively managed emerging markets funds. That is where so, a manager is picking stocks or yeah. timing markets or overweighting to a particular country over one over another. Something like that. So I decided to look Fidelity because they're one of the largest. American Funds, New World Fund, because it was rated among the top by Morningstar last year, a 2017 article, they picked it as one of their top-rated funds. And another they picked as a top-rated was T. Rowe Price Emerging Markets. Now, Fidelity's Emerging Markets is a no-load fund. Americans is a loaded fund unless you use the Class C shares, which means no front load. So I use that. And T. Rowe Price is a no-load fund. Now, No, let me co- give no you load meaning no commission. No commission. You don't pay anything to get into the fund. Got it. Now, let me give you the 15-year. Yeah. 15-year. That's as far back as Morningstar goes. 15-year average annual return for those three funds. Fidelity, Fidelity Emerging Markets, 11.87. Pretty doggone good. American New World C, 10.31. Again, pretty good. T. Rowe Price Emerging Markets, 12.46. <whistles> now, you can't look at those in a vacuum, though. How do those look related to the amount of risk they took and the number of stocks in the portfolio and some extra expenses that aren't reflected in those, like trading costs? So one of the things you want to look at is the annual expense ratio. Fidelity Emerging Markets, 0.97%. A little on the spendy side, sure. You you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> American New World C, yeah. 1.84%. Whoa, that sounds like twice as much. And T. Rowe Price Emerging Markets, 1.23. Again, those are that's pretty expensive. Okay. Now, how about the trading costs? And trading costs, by the way, are not reflected in those expense ratios. Uh, the Fidelity Fund has 81% turnover. That means 8 of the portfolio changes every year. You started with these stocks. You ended up with a completely different set other than the 20%. Yes. American New World C, 37%, much lower. T. Rowe Price Emerging Markets, 31%, much lower. And the number of stocks in the portfolio is also indicative of the amount of risk you're taking. You own more stocks, you're taking less risk. Less risk. Correct, yes. Right. Fidelity Emerging Markets, 134 stocks. Pretty limited. American New World, 357. Wow. A little more. That's why they charge T-Row, twice as much, apparently. Right. <laughs> T. Rowe Price Emerging Markets, 87. Wow. They are really con- wow, concentrated. Then we look at volatility. How bouncy are these funds? Well, the the highest yielding, the highest returning of those was the T. Rowe Price Emerging Markets. So, obviously, it had the highest volatility, 22.86%. Just it's a number. Just yeah. remember the yeah. number. Okay. Uh, Fidelity Emerging Markets twenty two point three five percent. American Funds, which was the lowest returning, had the lowest standard deviation of sixteen point five three percent. But I went. I wonder why. It turns out that American New World C is mainly a developed markets fund. Ah. In other words, big markets, not yeah. emerging. Okay. T. Rowe Price has 71% in emerging, and American Funds has less than 50% in emerging. So that makes them less volatile. But here's the rub. I compared it to an index-style product. Yeah. The DFA Emerging Markets Fund. Dimensional, dimensional funds, funds, yes, which you which you said earlier people could access. I don't know how they could. Unless no, they no, 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 the pension advisor. could access it. The pension, that's correct. The pension correct. could access okay. it. The public they could cannot. Easily, yeah. They could easily get into DFA funds and save their yeah. investors a lot of money. And a lot of them do, the, by the way. So you're comparing these actively managed funds 
to the Dimensional Funds Emerging Markets. Go ahead. Correct. All right. The Dimensional Funds Emerging Market came in ahead of Fidelity and American in total return. 12.15%, but slightly below T. Rowe Price, which was at 12.46. But the annual expenses, T. Rowe Prices, remember, were 1.23. DFAs are 0.48. Wow, I didn't know they're under 50 bips. Okay. Now, the T. Rowe Price Emerging Markets Fund has 87 stocks. The DFA has 1,111 stocks. Their turnover is 4%. And their standard deviation compared to almost 23% at Fidelity is just over 20%, which is substantially less. It's more diversified. It's done really well. It makes no sense not to use equities. It makes no sense except that the the, the companies, the, 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 the managers get richer. We mentioned 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255 throughout the podcast. But you need to know that you can call that number 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Leave your question, and those will be answered in special Talking Real Money podcasts that will appear on this particular site in the future. So give us a call, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And if you want to hear more uh, of, of this show and what we do, go to uh, Apple Podcasts or iHeartRadio or any of those or TalkingRealMoney.com and listen to our podcast. These shows become podcasts every week. And I've got another podcast called Money 30 that you can find at Apple Podcasts that is short bits about investing. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So, past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? 